2 Corinthians chapter 10. I, Paul, myself entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. I who am humble and face to face with you, but bold toward you when I am away. I beg of you that when I am present, I may not have to show boldness with such confidence as I count on showing against some who suspect us of walking according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Look at what is before your eyes. If anyone is confident that he is in Christ, let him remind himself that just as he is in Christ, so also are we. For even if I boast a little too much of our authority, which the Lord gave for building you up and not for destroying you, I will not be ashamed. I do not want to appear to be frightening you with my letters. For they say, his letters are weighty and strong, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech of no account. Let such a person understand that what we say by letter when absent, we do when present. Not that we dare to classify or compare ourselves with some of those who are commending themselves, but when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. But we will not boast beyond limits, but will boast only with regard to the area of influence God assigned to us to reach even to you. For we are not overextending ourselves as though we did not reach you. For we were the first to come all the way to you with the gospel of Christ. We do not boast beyond limit in the labors of others. But our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged so that we may preach the gospel in lands beyond you without boasting of work already done in another's area of influence. Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. For it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, this is a this is a, an interesting passage. So some of us might be more familiar with uh, verses 5 and 6, you know, this, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion, blah, 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 take every thought captive to obey Christ. Um, and, you know, that's a really interesting passage that I think is sometimes misapplied. Um, and, you know, especially if we just read it in this large context, which is, you know, once again, sort of one of these more, uh, you know, less broad theological and more contextual uh biographical passages where you know paul he's he frames this passage in the meekness and gentleness of christ um in verse one and yet he he's got a little spice um hidden under the mayonnaise uh he he's defending his ministry and you know um as we talked about paul is he's kind of been mocked by some people in corinth as you know, he, he's got a big talk and a small walk. Yeah, like he, he's, 
he's really strong and authoritative in, in his letters and then he's like this weak old man soft-spoken guy when he's around and so he's defending his ministry and you know there there's all this like boasting uh like righteous boasting unrighteous boasting and then 17 he quotes the book of jeremiah uh let him who boasts boast in the lord uh it is not the one who commends himself who's approved but the one whom the lord commends it it, it kind of goes all over so brad what are your thoughts on this uh this passage well, well i think it is it is interesting that if you it is framed out by more of a humble approach like if you look at the beginning of the of the of the passage he says i i paul myself entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of christ so i think there's that may be the only passage in the gospels where in matthew i think we're i'm gentle and lowly you know that section yeah i think paul's kind of talking about in the words that jesus used to describe himself so he's starting out by you know saying that he is he's trying to be you know he's humble and and then it ends the pat that ends in verse 17 boasts only in the lord basically you know it's not the one who commends himself but who's who is approved but the one who the lord commends so it's so i think this the the word that I wrote down that that I, that struck me about this passage is is balance because mm, I think yeah. he does strike a balance between humility. Um, there is some directness here, but he he's very careful not to attack the uh, person directly. Like he could have been a lot more defending a ministry. Sure. He could have been a lot more um, retaliatory. Mm-hmm. It's like. Um, like he he basically to use like a sports phrase he he plays the ball here not the man like yeah, yeah if you're a football you know trying to intercept a pass if you look at the man you won't play the ball like totally. you're, you're gonna and you'll get a penalty call. yeah and so I think he keeps his eye on the ball and he says hey we're not fighting with you know waging war according to the flesh we're we're but the weapons of warfare are you know it's spiritual it's 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 God's word it has divine power so. He's keeping focus on doing what God's word says. And then later on in the passage, he talks about his ministry even. He's not trying to step on other people's territory and take credit for things. He's he's trying to take the gospel where it hasn't been, which he says also in Romans numerous times. So it seems like he's he's being direct, but he is exercising, I think, net-net in these passages, a, a, a humble mm. um but firm commitment to be doing God's will. Yeah. It's just my, my read. No, that's a great it's word. It's balanced, I think. It's a great word. You know, verse 7, uh, I really love, and to frame this thought, you know, tribalism is such a massive, massive problem in the church. And, uh, you know, it's something that's even been kind of like cauterized by and set into like concrete by, you know, the fact that even now it's like, we have like publishing houses we have blogs we have we have all these entities that are kind of like siloed out by people who agree with each other which in a way can be helpful but it's also um sometimes to our to our detriment because um it it can like bolster the spirit of tribalism and of divisiveness and of you know like one person only listens to like southern baptist people one person only listens to like hipster anglican people one person only listens to um you know whatever and 
it has bred so much contempt and tension within the church. And, you know, Jason and I, we, we joke a lot about, um, like there, there have been just times where we'll start texting and I'm like, I should not have gone doom scrolling on Christian Twitter late at night. Um, cause it's like, if you like stick your head into that toilet, then, uh, it's just, a world of crap will appear before your eyes of, of Christians kind of skewering each other. So all I have to say, verse seven, look at what is before your eyes. If anyone is confident that he is in Christ, let him remind himself that just as he is in Christ, so also are we. And so this is Paul basically directly addressing these people who are either opposing him or questioning him at least. He's saying, look, if you're in Christ, just remind yourself, just as you belong to Jesus, so do we. And if we would just approach other people with that Amen. charity, um, you know, and, and that's not saying, it's not removing uh, room for theological discussion or disagreement, um, but it's actually opening up room for like healthy discussion and charity and disagreement and all these things is if you would principally remind yourself that just as you belong to Jesus, so do they. And yeah. the same pain that Jesus went through for you, he went through for them. And the same Holy Spirit that's been given to you has been given to them. Then the way that we interact would, it would be, absolutely, it would be transformed. And, you know, we should be encouraged. Like I, I talked to so many people who, uh, who have this like deep disdain for evangelicalism, which I get. And I, share in some ways but like it's easy to be like oh the evangelical like american church is so divisive and tribalistic it's like it has been that way since the beginning um because it's it's a human identity thing it's it's us you know and um it doesn't matter what label you put on it um and but because it's like this timeless thing we have this word in second corinthians that remind yourself just as he's in christ so also are we um so yeah, yeah i don't know if you have any other thoughts well that, i it's or, kind of just adding on top of what you said please, uh, what please. shannon and i we were talking recently i think i just came to like you see a lot of this you know especially online if you if you watch social media and you, you see this like you know people bashing another group like what was saying like the, the, you know, these tribal divisions but like mm -hmm. i always envision okay am i do what i say that this person or that person is going to be worshiping with me yeah. in the new heavens and new earth yeah if the answer is yes like what are we doing like yeah oh my gosh <laughs> it's like i just project that out and i think should yeah. i be like just tearing this person down yeah. not, not to say we don't have healthy respectful debates about things but, yeah but are we really oh yeah. if we really believe that they are a child of God, like, oh, should is that should it's just it's just a way of thinking about it that I've it, it's uh, anyway that's more of an aside I guess but like it's just no I've, I've chosen to kind of think about this it's, thing. that's it's a great aside yeah. and I think it's a good like uh, you know transition to sort of a good closing point which is back towards the beginning of this passage yeah. but pause time out you know because basically it's like that question of what am I doing am I really destroying <laughs> the church right now and other Christians. You know, and Paul is talking about in verse four, the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, right. but of the Holy Spirit. They have divine power to destroy strongholds. For we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. 
take every thought captive to obey Christ. You know, I, I read an interesting article on this a while ago, the take every thought captive to obey Christ. Uh, you know, it, it can kind of be miscontextualized to basically um, talking about like lust or whatever. It's like, which I don't think is like a like heretical reading, but uh, it's not what Paul is talking about here is like taking every thought captive as like having self-control of your mind. What he's really talking about is, you know, filled with the authority and power of the Holy Spirit. You know, his ministry is to destroy strongholds of ideology and arguments and you know, lofty, prideful mm. opinions that stand in the way of people knowing God. And so, and then to take thoughts captive to Christ. Yeah. That So what Paul is talking about is his ministry is, is to destroy the intellectual barriers between people knowing God. Um, and so, you know, it's like, this is the fork in the road that we sort of have is, are we going to go destroy strongholds uh, or go destroy areas within the church um, over just, mm-hmm. you know, disagreement? Or are we going to advance the mission yeah. of God? Yeah, this is exactly what I was getting at earlier. He keeps his eye on the ball. Like, this yes. is the this yes. is the mission. Like, yes. And so not he's not going to attack unfairly the individual Absolutely. for thinking something that, Absolutely. I mean, if they're not truly a believer or in, in Christ or have been deceived in some way, like, the word, yeah, you can deal with the the way of thinking, and but he's going to keep his eye on like the word of truth Absolutely. going out in any way possible, and you see that all through the, this letter, like he's protecting the integrity of that. No Absolutely, and I think that's where he comes out, and so I totally agree with yeah what you said there. Yeah, yeah. Well, a good word from Second Corinthians ten today um, for Brad Smith. This is Will Carlisle, and we'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.